All right. So are we going to talk about anything or are we just going to talk for a few minutes? I think we're just going to talk for a few minutes. Yeah, a few minutes. Talk. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess we're we're doing it. Hi, friends. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hi. And Hello. Happy Hello. holidays and Merry Christmas and Happy Kwanzaa. And are there any other ones? Solstice. Hanukkah? Did you say Hanukkah? Did I say Hanukkah? I don't, I don't remember. Know. Happy oh, Hanukkah. God. It's because it lasts for so long. It's hard to remember if it's still going. But as, as of this, it's still going. Happy Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Happy yep. Hanukkah. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, uh, gathered briefly here to say hello and introduce this Tishi Best Of. Uh, it will be Christmas shortly or was Christmas shortly when you hear this. And um, so we are bringing you this Best Of Tishi. And we looked through some things that we thought wouldn't be too recent uh, so that you wouldn't remember it and be like, oh, God, this one again. (laughs) And we came up with number 106, the quote unquote science of the paranormal, which jogged my memory. Those digits add up to seven, by the way. So that makes it a good episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one plus zero one. That's plus a good six. number, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, but there, well, are f- there are four people on the line right now. That's a bad number. Oh, yeah. This, this really death in Korean. <laughs> this snagged my brain because I, I remember the part of the episode talking where Christine Hillary started talking about how numbers had feelings. <laughs> Not had feelings. Made you Evoked have feelings. a feeling. Yeah. And I was like, Meredith, what do we do? <laughs> And we need, so, do we need to have another sidebar? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's happening right now? I know I was... My favorite part about this episode is that I'm not in it. Oh? Wow. <laughs> That's it's a nice yeah. break. You Go. can listen back without squirming it Ex- past exactly. you. Yep. It's so oh. much fun to listen to when the coven hosts. <laughs> God, I know. I do remember bringing it up like, is there anything we're superstitious about? Like, is that something we could talk about? And it's weird because you... Like, we're all... Even though I do think numbers make me have feelings but like I pretty much think I'm a logical person but then sometimes you just do things like the other day I was explaining to Bridget I really like oh because because we were talking about the song karma by Taylor Swift (laughs) and she was like do you believe in karma and I was like well like scientifically no I don't like I know that it's not like real but I also think that putting good feelings into the world is probably better than putting bad feelings into the world. I don't know. I was like, my, sure. my example is, and I maybe talked about this on the show. My example is when I see somebody who's like gotten into an accident or is getting pulled over, that's more, is getting pulled over on the side of the road. I used to be like, ah, sucks for you. And then now I'm like, don't do that because I feel like something bad is going to happen to me if I'm being sort of particularly nasty. So I try to be like, oh, that really sucks. Like I try to be like empathetic. <laughs> For your own benefit. Yes, right? So yes, that you yes. don't have the same thing happen to you. Would, you, I don't please, know if would you please keep your time traveling powder dry? This is in the episode that everyone's <laughs> about to hear. Uh, well, preview. Yeah. So I guess that's all there is to say, right? Do we need to say anything else I think does anybody so. want to bring up their christmas plans quickly i was just well, saying my christmas plans are getting delayed because michigan's having a big storm so none of my parents want us to drive in it so we're doing we're doing christmas on new year's weekend uh, cool. bobby will that storm be coming for you after it passes through detroit you know i honestly have no idea 
our plan is not to drive to Rochester until Christmas Day, so I'm hoping that by then things are clear, and it's a straight, boring shot from Albany to Rochester down the throughways, so, you know, down I-90, it should be easy enough, but uh, we'll have to see. I have all sorts of life updates to give, but not right now on a preview, so yeah. stay tuned for a future episode where I talk about my new apartment and some other additions over here recently. Ooh, teaser. Ooh. And Mystery. Hillary. I heading to Galveston. I'm going to Galveston at an odd time of year. Um, It's going to be a little bit cold, but all of the Livingstons are gathering for Christmas in Galveston, Texas. So (laughs) Missy was like, I feel like it's real world Livingstons. So we'll see (laughs) (laughs) when people stop being polite and start getting real. Keep us updated. I'm dying to know how this goes. Yes, Mm -hmm. I will. Uh, as for myself, it's going to be a small Christmas. It's just me and my mom. Cool. She called me like two days ago and said, what are we going to do for Christmas? Because I think we were both so focused on Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. having our family coming in from out of town and having the little boys here. And I think we had like 14 people for Thanksgiving dinner that we just didn't give any thought to Christmas. So she said, how about, should I make a pot pie? Does that sound good? And I was like, yeah, make me a chicken pot pie for Christmas. <laughs> that sounds and nice, we'll, actually. Yeah. yeah. She, she said she she might be interested in watching a dumb Christmas movie. And I was like, I have got some for Yay. you to choose from. <laughs> you Tishy came approved. to the right place. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that just being real relaxed and calm and peaceful. Yeah, that sounds nice. That sounds nice. And then, you know, I'll party on New Year's Eve like I always do. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Just straight bender. We'll see you in February. <laughs> I'll be sure, in bed sure, by sure. 930. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the cats stay up later than Meredith. They definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> they have a little party hats on. Oh, they do. That's so cute. Yeah. And the little noisemakers. Can they actually? Oh, those scare them. them. I can't. Oh, I suppose that's right. Little squeaky mice. Squeak. Week. Yes, definitely. <laughs> to ring in the new year that they have no conception of. <laughs> uh, all right. With that interesting thought, I guess there's nothing left to do but to present to you all, the listeners, this best of Tishi episode, as I said, number 106 from October of 2021, uh, back in the good old days of the yes. pandemic. <laughs> God. Yep. <laughs> Please enjoy, and we will see you in the new year. And happy birthday, Meredith. Thanks. Happy birthday, Meredith. my favorite holiday. Yep. And here we go. Come on, Hillary. Don't mind that the comments about the British monarchy didn't age well. Oh, well. They can deal with it. Yeah. Are we ready to get... Mm-hmm. superstitious i mean it's the only song that we can end on like very superstitious like yeah. c- beginning and end i mean stevie and. wonder sandwich yes i mean mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. more could you ask for um okay Middle-Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and this show has everything. 
Okay, so we all know we're like a podcast that trusts in science and facts. Like that is something that we base our podcast on. We've got two science ladies on here. Christy and I don't know from science, but we believe in it. Same with Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) But as we inch closer and closer to um, spooky Halloween time, as I sing to my kids, I thought we might discuss those little superstitions we think about and like maybe even buy into, even though we know they're absolutely bonkers. Um, joining me for this dive into the science of the paranormal, I, of course, have my fellow. Uh, OK, so I like I, I messed myself up because there's a movie that they say Coven or Coven. And so then I'm like, wait, how do I pronounce it? <laughs> <laughs> Coven, the Coven members from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. It's Anne Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Hello. I'm not sure how I feel about this show topic, but <laughs> I know, I'm here I for know. it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, from Money Pit Studios, it's another scientist lady in Detroit, Michigan. It's Meredith. Um, I decided to say hand varn hmm. this time <laughs> yeah i've probably gotten that on an envelope <laughs> lately um i love this show idea but i will quibble with you calling it the science of the paranormal <laughs> oh I will, I will tell you i will circle back to that and why i say that in okay. just a little bit and finally from no name studios it's christy wise hi christy hello hello okay as usual we'll do some small talk Mailbag, medium talk, Tishi recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. Um, okay, I'm just going to throw it to myself for some small talk. Yeah, but I just but first, first, can we please have the full version of the spooky Halloween song, please? <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, so the history behind this is, well, okay, just in general, I think all the Livingston kids, we like to sing songs to whatever and none of us mm-hmm. can sing like n- there's not a one Livingston that has a nice voice maybe my some of my nieces and nephews but none of my siblings or my mother or father have a good voice but we like to sing it just is a part of us so the um I used to sing to the kids and still do I just developed a little jingle that it's called it's spooky Halloween time spooky Halloween time and it like both <laughs> delights <jam>. them <laughs> and annoys them <laughs> Why isn't uh, that our intro song? <laughs> <laughs> um, when when Jen, when Dave and I first started dating, or maybe when my sister Jennifer um, came to visit us, she like started a song called "And Then There's Dave" about Dave. Like it was that was it. That's the song. <laughs> Is that like his intro music when he walks into a room? <laughs> yes. And he's delighted by it. Love it. Less of a song and more of like a stinger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's we just have music in our hearts. We just can't convert it into something that is melodic at all. But that's okay. Um, everybody still deals with us. Um, all right, in small talk beyond spooky Halloween song, um, I just wanted to commemorate that it's the beginning of birthday month. And while I am excited, I'm kind of coming to the point where I'm having complicated feelings, and I'll say this. So I, uh, to call back to TBTL, uh, you know, our, our fallen show, it's not fallen, but we just don't cover it anymore. And I, nobody on this particular show listens to it. Um, I remember at one point it was like Luke's birthday or something. And he said, he remembered that Garrison Keillor bleh, said that like 43 was his favorite age. And like, 
I remember at the time thinking, God, 43 is so old. Like, I just remember thinking 43 sounded so old to me. <laughs> and guess what? I'm turning 43 <laughs> in 20 days from now. And it's fine. I'm really not somebody who's like scared of my age or won't tell. I am like proud of my age. It's fine. Like, it's, you know, I'm living. It's, I'm healthy. It's, it's all good, but it just feels weird to be 43 because I think also I was the youngest kid. So I was always the young one and now I am <laughs> decidedly not young. So it just feels kind of weird to be turning 43 and it's just as weird. And I think honestly, I think like the closer I get to 50, I think I'll almost be a little bit more excited because middling 40 something sounds kind of weird but <laughs> i don't know 50 sounds kind of awesome so whatever we'll see then you can do that i'm 50 oh, old. i'm 50 50 oh you know kick, i'm going to punch and kick <laughs> i'm 50 i'm I sally o'malley and i'm the, 50 the whole 10 years you'll be doing that. oh my god but um Going into one of my superstitions, four plus three is seven, and that is very lucky year. It's true. It is very, you know, okay, so this is another birthday thing. So Bridget was born on, or she was due on January 29th, and I was, uh, she obviously like went way, 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 way over, and she was born on uh, February 7th, and I always thought, oh, that's a really good birthday. Well, one, it's mm-hmm. two seven, so I was very excited yeah. about that. Um, and two, I was like, oh, that's like a good, I feel like that's a good, I don't know. It's a, and, and you're a two seven as well. You're a two, two seven. Um, oh, Ooh, good show. I, I know it is a good show. Um, <laughs> um, hang on, hang on. Meredith, can I talk to you over here in the corner? For yeah. <laughs> here we are. They're doing numerology. What? I know, I know. My heart oh, no, no. When It's I... not numerology. It's lucky numbers. I don't know anything about <laughs> this numerology. This is me and Anne having a conversation right now, you guys. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I agree. Like, do we um, just do we go along with it? Do I, I don't know. I'm I elected to just stay quiet. I do. This is not superstition. I do have feelings about numbers, and it's just like if they make me feel. Oh good, my god, they make me this feel is bad. not superstition. I just have feelings about numbers. <laughs> me too. Sometimes numbers don't make me feel good, and sometimes they make me feel better. Like I don't love a sixteen, but I oh. what. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> um, fours make me feel creepy. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> you wouldn't... I, is it four, like, lucky in, in Chinese culture? I don't so. know. I think that or right. bad. No, in Korean, it's bad. Like, they don't... Like, how we... Some buildings don't have thir- level 13. They don't have four. Because oh. it, like, rhymes with the same word as death or something. Oh. They don't have level. Yeah. We have level 13. We just don't call it level 13. <laughs> I know. Change the fact. I know. I am very against that. Lucky numbers and like all that stuff. Yeah. But numbers make me feel so. You know, like people like feel colors yeah, or like, like think of numbers and yeah. colors. Yeah. It's it's that way. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Christy and I are like, we're, Christy and I are doing like our like death cards or whatever. We're like doing. <laughs> no. No, no, no. It's not that kind of thing. I just, I don't know. Anyway, yes, it's birthday month, and I'm excited. TBD, 43. Sure, fine. Bring it on. Oh, boy. So (laughs) I'm looking at a post from Medium, what it's like to, quote, unquote, feel numbers inside the brain Mm -hmm. of a synesthete. Oh. Okay. I thought synesthesia, like we said, was only colors, but I guess maybe not. I think it's any sensory (laughs) input, right? I guess. (laughs) 
So we're not weird. Oh, you're weird. Uh, I don't think that's what she's saying. (laughs) Uh, We're not scientists. We we just feel things. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, Moving on. Baking update with Anne. Anne, talk to us. Yeah. So um, I mentioned in the Bake Off show, which was last week. Was that just last week? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That I was planning on trying the Swiss mini roll challenge because I am Mm -hmm. um, suggestible. Uh, so it was an interesting journey. It is something, as I knew, that would require a little practice. So for one of the first times, I didn't actually just make a blind the day before I was going to take it to this birthday party. I actually ended up making three Swiss rolls. Ooh. And the first one, I made mini rolls, and it was so futzy. I was like, why am I doing this? I'm just going to roll it up into one fucking log. And that's, we're going to have a maxi roll, not mini rolls. (laughs) Um, And also, I didn't really like the sponge that I used. I used like a yellow cake sponge and it was too sweet or something. And it absorbed the jam too well. So we set that aside. And then I decided maybe better to make a chocolate one. And I did the filling that I said I was going to do, which is a cream cheese, sour cream, white chocolate filling interesting i know i had a couple of issues with it just because the recipe was written so poorly they said like four and then in parentheses one ounce squares of white chocolate and i was like what does that mean does that mean four Hmm. ounces or four squares of some indeterminate size that equal one ounce and I ended up going with that one, and I think that was wrong because it tasted way, way of sour cream and not very much of white chocolate. And I thought, okay, well, I have time to save this. And then I realized I didn't have enough white chocolate. I only had two ounces instead of four ounces. So um, I think it would be better if I got the full amount of white chocolate in. And then I thought it was too soft. Like it seemed like the mini roll or the maxi roll um was sort of like flattening a little bit under its own weight because there isn't enough strength in the in the filling to keep the roll perky (laughs) structurally sound yeah and so i thought okay well then i i really like this chocolate sponge so i'm gonna go ahead and just make what america's test kitchen tells me to make which had like marshmallow fluff in there so it had a lot of structure Mm. that was pretty good but revisiting um sponge number two that boy that was really good i baked that one really really well the third one was maybe slightly overbaked and it turned out it did not collapse after all uh with the softer filling and it tasted really good even without the right amount of um white chocolate in it so the next time i make it i think i will go for number two again but it was really quite delicious it sounds so that's delicious. good and then i watched week number two and i thought mm, i think i'm gonna try making brandy snaps <laughs> <laughs> i have made brandy snaps before I it's made that, really fun yeah i made those last night only i you know i don't have alcohol in my house so i was like what are non-brandy brandied snaps so vanilla snaps and oh yeah um mm-hmm. you know the the kind of um proper british recipes call for like demerara sugar and golden syrup which i didn't have on hand and i didn't really feel like going out to get it so i just did an americanized version that had molasses and i kind of Mm. questioned that Mm. after the fact but 
it's all right. And so I think when I make them again, I will definitely go out and get the British ingredients. And then you have to like, um, you know, they come out of the oven hot, hot and floppy. And <laughs> while they're still hot, you have to roll them around something to get them to mm-hmm. take like the cigar shape. And I thought, ooh, ooh, I have cannoli molds that I've never oh, used for perfect. anything. Um, no, not perfect because they were too big. <laughs> And they didn't wrap around really well. Like, they wrapped around. But you have to hold them there for a a little bit, like 20, 30 seconds. They are burning hot. Yeah. They're They're so burning hot. And I only have two hands. I think I learned. You do? I I know. Crazy. I can't. (laughs) And I couldn't do it with my toes. I tried and tried to to pinch them with my little burny toes, and it didn't work. So I think when you bake them. I did six at a time, and I think I wouldn't do more than three or four at a time because as you're standing there being like, ow, 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 hot, 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 and holding them pinched, I I was just like, the clock is ticking on the other ones. I have Mm -hmm. to get them all around the cannoli mold. So in the end, I just ended up making some that were bigger and that wrapped and held around the cannoli molds better. But um, it was a good experiment, and I will do them again, and I definitely got the snap very nice. Yeah. Do you have pictures of both of these things? Um. Well, I can take a picture of the brandy snaps because they're downstairs. They're not that pretty looking. But I uh, really want you to have an Instagram. <laughs> like I know. Ann Bakes. Oh, I did not all these take pictures. a picture of any of the iterations of the mini rolls. Sorry. When I made my brandy snaps, that was when... That was the time that my um, liver surgeon saw me in the grocery store buying brandy um, <laughs> it was a week after I had liver surgery because I was so bored. It was just something for me to do. Like I had no idea how to do it. And I was like, oh, I can probably do this. I'm on a lot of Vicodin. And I'm like, my dad drove me to the grocery store and I'm like hunched over the cart because I couldn't stand uh-huh. up straight. And I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> in the alcohol aisle. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> This is not what it looks like. I explained myself to him. He's like, it's okay. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, Meredith, speaking of you, tell us about your John Oliver update. Yeah. um, So there was, it's the latest episode of John Oliver. Um, He does a about 10 minute segment on PFAS contamination. Um, And PFAS is a one of the forever chemicals um and it uh it's a very long story but he he covers it really well and it's of course it's really funny um and he includes some clips of an earlier documentary um that my uh stepbrother and his wife were in um because they uh have a son named Jack and he's my nephew and he's got the highest level of PFAS in his blood in the entire country Wow. That's sort of a dubious and that's not a good thing, right? It's not yeah. a good thing, no. Um, yeah. So he, um, you know, they've, ha- they've been struggling with this forever. They live in Belmont, Michigan, which is near where Wolverine Worldwide has been, um, well, in the 60s, were, were dumping their chemicals. Mm. Um, and it got into the groundwater. So all the water there is totally poison um and they finally settled a lawsuit and actually i don't even know how much they got i hope it was a lot um 
because Jack has had all sorts of problems with his immune system. Like his vaccinations don't really take effect when they draw his titers. He doesn't have antibodies. He was sick a lot when he was really little. And I don't know if I'm telling tales. I don't think it's a secret, but his mom had several miscarriages between him. And now they have a second baby and his name is Bruce and he's healthy, but she lost. I don't, I don't even know how many. Um, And that's one of the things that PFAS does. Um, So it's, I'm, you know, I'm I'm happy that she was on there to raise awareness, but it's of course it's horrible. <laughs> I, yeah, I wish this was not the case. Uh, yeah. But my my stepbrother Seth, I think his voice is on there, and then Tobin is talking about Jack. There's some video of Jack on there too. So it's a really interesting segment. There's a great um, Danny DeVito uh, little fake commercial that they're they they um, are making fun of. I think a Dupont commercial or something, um, and it's really great. So it's worth watching, even if you don't care about PFAS, but you should. Um, and that's uh, my family's little brush with terrible, terrible fame. <laughs> Yay. Yet Yay. another reminder why it's important for all of us to get vaccinated. Yes. Yes. Because for there are kids people like, like Jack. Jack. Yep. Yeah. Who yep. would love to be vaccinated. His parents would totally do it, but they can't. And even if they do, it doesn't really take. So yeah. that's what herd immunity is there to protect people like Jack. I'm, I'm just like. I'm just getting more and more just I know. fucking irritated. It's and, so... and that we have to like waste our time and energy out, like placating these people or, or talking about them. It's like, fuck off. You know, I recently discovered something that's kind of cathartic. It's also kind of awful. Um, it's a subreddit called Herman Cain Award. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty much what you think. It's, um, it's, it's screenshots and it's, they, they, you know, take their identity out. So they, they, they don't get docs or whatever. Yeah. I know, but like mm-hmm. it's kind yeah. of whatever. We are making fun of people who basically are dead um, yeah. for the most part. And it's screenshots of them posting. And it's so funny. When you look at it after a few different posts, you're like, oh, they've all got the same 10 memes that they're just posting yep. over and over and over. And it's them posting memes about vaccines and about Biden and about BLM and about like immigrants and and, you know, all the same exact hateful stuff um, that you would expect. And then the post of them being like, oh, oh, gosh, I'm in the hospital with double COVID pneumonia. And then the next post is their family members posting their GoFundMe because they didn't have health insurance and they're dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, it's horrible. I have mixed feelings about it. But when when I'm feeling really, really frustrated, it's kind of nice to go look at that and just be like yeah sometimes people get what they deserve (laughs) yeah and also it makes me really happy that those people are not in the voting pool anymore yeah i know yep i know it's so crazy because i'm like you know so we've had vaccinations for what like not a year but like nine months or whatever and and Mm -hmm. you know that the public at large can get them and i'm like well i i don't i don't know exactly what the reaction rate is but it seems to me um pretty low and it's extremely low and i Mm -hmm. and i work with people who are you know they have to go get tested every week because they refuse to get a vaccination and i'm like look at me i'm fine i'm fine like and i know that i'm like a healthy normal person or whatever but i'm like all these people who are vaccinated we're like all fine i don't know what it is i don't know it's so it's a fucking well there's a lot of they make up a lot of lies about um uh vaccine injury Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. they use yep. the, this thing called the VAERS database, which is yes. Um, yes. self-reported. It's not adjudicated at all. Um, I could put a post up on VAERS saying that my flu shot gave me superpowers, you know, and, and yeah. that would just be there. Um, mm-hmm. 
and there would be nobody to fact check it or anything. So it's a r- extremely <laughs> flawed way to um, to report on vaccine injury because people with this agenda will just go on there and make up shit. Guys, we yeah. all heard about Nicki Minaj's cousin's <laughs> friend. Balls. Friends, cousin's balls. Giant, <laughs> yep. giant balls. Yeah. Do not research. Oh, um, speaking of which, I got my flu shot last week and uh, yeah. I didn't have any sort of reaction. I was really how are surprised. your balls? My balls are huge. Weird. But, Meredith, it's because they didn't actually give it to you. Oh, they didn't? Yeah, because they didn't depress no. the plunger. That's another yeah, thing that people love. That's to... what um, Joe Rogan was saying about Biden. Getting uh, his, didn't actually get a booster. Fuck him. Oh fuck that guy forever. Um, no, they definitely... Yeah. <laughs> my arm hurt a little bit. I had like a, you know, a sore spot on my arm. Um, I got it at Target. Yeah. Uh, at the CVS and Target, and it was great because they gave me a five dollar coupon for Target. I'm nice. going this weekend. I'm so excited. Go do it. I you can walk buy... in, or you can make an appointment. I have a birthday present I need to buy for some child, so I'm going to <laughs> go get my five dollar card. Do it and get my shot. I'm it's excited. very important to still get your flu shot. Um, yeah, the. Um, genetic variety of of the flu is actually decreasing because there aren't vectors so this is actually really really great i don't know a lot of the a lot of conservatives are like well whatever happened to the flu it's gone now yeah because we're all staying apart and washing our hands and wearing masks yeah (laughs) yeah but it's still very important to get your flu shot you don't want to be in the hospital right now i had a doctor's appointment just to check up last week and I got asked a couple of times by a couple of different people, and would you like to get your your flu shot today? And I was so smug when I was like, mm, I've already had already it. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I and get this is the a perfect plus. time of yeah. year to get it. This is exactly yeah. when um, mm-hmm. you need to get it. So go do it now. I am your number one patient. Tell me, tell me, tell me I'm your number one patient. <laughs> you win medicine, and Yay! You did it. You get an A+. Plus. I'm I a hope good girl. You a sticker. You are. Okay. Um, I think we can move on to our question of the week responses. Yes. Um, speaking of our baking show, our question of the week last week is, what's your favorite cake? Um, I just had dinner, and I'm already, like, starving. I didn't have any dessert, and I think that was a mistake. I knew we were going to be reading these. <laughs> reading a list of delicious cakes, and I didn't have dessert. Okay. Um, Kirby says, anything Jack Taylor bakes? I didn't know Jack baked. I didn't either. No, I need to hear more about Kirby, this. Kirby, that's yes. not a cake. Disqualified. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well I thought sweet. it was pretty rude of y'all to make people limit to one cake. Oh, well, like they listen to us. We make hard right, choices it. on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Most people did only mention one, though. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could just say one. Libby said cheese, which I assume means cheesecake. Yeah, well, that, that threw me for I a laugh. minute. Same. I, I think I did like a laughing emoji with it. And yeah. I was like, oh, because I just thought she was like, I like cheese. And I was like, well, me too, I guess. Yeah. Same. Libby, not the question. <laughs> question was I'm not, do you like cheese? <laughs> I'll accept it. Um, John Jacobs just posted a picture of a delicious looking chocolate cake. Yes. With raspberries on it. Um, Jennifer says wedding cake with almond and the buttercream icing. That's very specific. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be a wedding cake. Uh, <laughs> I love wedding cake with uh, some butter. That's my sister. Um, I think mine had like lemon uh, buttercream icing, but it was it was delicious. Buttercream mm-hmm. icing is the is the key, really. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I think we did. I got to choose the flavors, and I think it was raspberry buttercream. 
Yeah. And vanilla. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. No fondant. Um, it was. No, 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 no. That was the the cake was made by Zingerman's Bakery, which is fantastic, and they would never, they would never. Ugh. Uh, Emily says carrot cake slash cream cheese frosting. Yum. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Totally. Yes. Would eat. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man. Such a good way to consume your vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jonathan says German chocolate cake. So good. Agree. Mm. I make, I think it's David Leibovitz's German chocolate cake recipe mm. is outstanding. I believe it. That's the only chocolate cake I like. Hmm. It's so chocolatey. I, I have, um, I used to not like it because it was like too. What? You don't like coconut. I, yeah, I don't like coconut. So I was just like, there's too mm. many like. There's too much material in this, but as I've grown older, mm-hmm. I've, it's definitely like it's not a Texas thing, but it's definitely like a thing that is because it's like there's a big German population, yeah. so I feel like German chocolate mm-hmm. cake was like a thing that was around. I was like, I don't like this, but now Ger- I've grown wait, to like wait, it. Wait, 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 wait! German chocolate cake is not German. It oh really? No, it was invented by a man called Samuel German. <gasps> oh, look at me! Oh. And look at is that like that Canada geese are named by <laughs> yeah, <Canada>? see Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, it was prevalent in my life, so I created the narrative, and I didn't like it, but now I like it. It works. Yeah. Um, Gregory <laughs> says, funfetti cake with funfetti icing. I can attest to this because I Same. make it for his birthday every year. Is that his little so thing good. that he can eat, like, once a year? Yeah, he gets, like, you know... A sliver. He can have a little bit, um, you know, especially if he's he's following, you know, his dietary guidelines and exercising. He can pre- he can have a little as a treat. Um and so I, I've been making them. And one year I bought, um, I talked to my friend who, uh, oh, my friend who owns Roses. Uh, Christy, you went there, the place with oh, the salsa. It's delicious. They oh have a, uh, a baker named Eggy, and she does custom birthday cakes. It was expensive, but mm-hmm. I talked her into making a funfetti cake for him. It was great. Um, Laura says, my great aunt Marion's chocolate cake. I'm going to need to try it, Laura. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom made this chocolate cake. I haven't. Maybe I should ask for it for my birthday this year. But she used to make it for me all the time. It was the Moosewood Cookbook chocolate cake. Oh, my God. It was so decadent. It, like, used every bowl in the house. Like, there was so <laughs> much to it. Oh, God, that would stress me out. But somebody can make it for me. I bet she'd do it if I asked her. <laughs> um, Amanda says, it's hard to choose, but I'd say a classic yellow cake with chocolate buttercream frosting. Hell that is yes. a good combo. Yes, it is. And Louise says, coconut cake. Oh, really? I like. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Bet, who should know, says, a really good white cake soaked with amaretto syrup, loaded up with macerated berries and whipped cream. Mm. What? Yeah. I need to try that. That's amazing. Really um lane says a cake that i'm not gonna try to pronounce <laughs> come on i was just getting psyched up to hear you try that <laughs> no thank you um it's a uh i would say torta panqueque lucama manjar nuez lucama dute de leche walnut cake thank you <laughs> my uh junior You're year learning Espanol. yes yes a fancy chilean cake um, I've made it myself for my Chilean partner's birthday without the lucuma, a fruit that's hard to come by in the U.S., but it's better with it. Piping with dulce de leche for the first time was challenging. Oh, yeah. And there's a link. Yeah. I haven't yeah, looked. I, I can't look because what if I want to make it? And then you <laughs> and then won't you be can't. able to find that fruit. <laughs> um, thank you for the pronouncer, Hillary. Oh, um, yeah. 
I wish you could hear me trying to um my my housekeeper who I love dearly she speaks as much English as I do Spanish. At some point in my life, I was like decent at Spanish. So I wish that somebody could translate what I was saying into Spanish to her. <laughs> and, like she understands it. You know, I'm like, are you going to come clean my house on Monday? <laughs> and, but it's, it's, and I'm always like, por supuesto, which means of course, like she's like, I'm coming Monday. And I'm like, yes, great. <laughs> I just want to be positive. I do thumbs up emoji when yeah. mine texts me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Megan says a very special carrot cake that is soaked in a sugar syrup when it comes out of the oven and frosted with cream cheese frosting. So rich, so good. So many steps to make it. <laughs> that sounds really good though. Uh, Danny that says Italian good. cream cake. Mm. Yeah, sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. I don't know this, but I looked at pictures and it looks delicious. Yeah, yeah it's good. You've made it? No. Had it? Yes. Okay. Um, Dan, uh, nope, we read Danny's. Anne says birthday cake ups. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love um, a cheap birthday cake from the grocery store. One of my yes. favorites. Yep. Um, where are we now? Uh, Morgan says a couple people have already mentioned carrot cake with cream cheese frosting, so I will say pumpkin caramel cheesecake. I think mm, I might have to make sounds a good. carrot cake, guys. Yeah, yeah I think I so. Oh, yeah. my grandma Lynn Holmes carrot bars, which are the only Ooh. thing she ever made that was good. <laughs> that's not an exaggeration but it uses jars of baby food carrots it's a genius Ooh. oh my mom bakes with baby food interesting. sometimes interesting oh interesting that's interesting i want to hear how that turns out mm-hmm. uh linda says texas sheet cake yeah yeah um you know i um, being from texas i texas sheet cake is almost a little bit to me like a brownie sort of yes um and i like it fine it's like it depends on who makes it because i want my i mean i hate i hate this word i want it to be a little bit moister so sometimes i feel like it can be a little bit dry and the frosting doesn't help because it's like a hardened frosting right um and it has nuts in it which i don't hate nuts but i also like don't if you don't seek them out given the choice i would say no nuts they get in the way of yes, the chocolate exactly. and yes. other yes. things sometimes. Especially because the sheet cake is so thin that it yeah. almost take uh, every takes, bite has yes, too nut. big. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I but I like, I mean, you know, I, I'll eat it. I'm not going to say no to it. <laughs> no, no. I, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Please. No, thank no, you. Please. No. <laughs> uh, Denny says German chocolate cake with coconut pecan frosting served a la mode. Natch. Natch. Yes. Coconut pecan frosting. I don't think I've ever had that. Really, that's the only type I've had. Is there a different way to make it? Maybe I have, and I didn't realize it. I don't think I've had a lot of German chocolate cake in my life. It's more, it's not, oh, I guess the one that I make, they don't frost the sides. They just sort of frost the top with that. The top, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kristen says spice cake with cream cheese frosting. It's the cream cheese frosting, I think, mm-hmm. that does yeah. it for yeah. Cream cheese frosting is yep. It is great. so good. It's so good. Um, Julie says chocolate cake with chocolate or vanilla buttercream frosting. Classic. Classic. Yes. Kitty says Dutch cocoa cream cake from the 1950s red and white Betty Crocker cookbook. I have one of those. Uh, The original recipe calls for shortening with trans fat and doesn't turn out as well when you substitute butter. I have been testing cake recipes looking for a substitute with the same light cocoa flavor. Mm. Mm. That sounds like a fun experiment. Could you use lard? I, I mean, I, I shouldn't. Yeah. You could probably use lard. I'll say that word to way. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Fred says chocolate mousse cake, specifically this chocolate mousse cake from Bakery Nouveau in Seattle. And there's a picture and it does look decadent as hell. Christy, have you ever been there? 
Um, that is a great question. I wouldn't have got that cake, but oh right, right, right. I bet they have lots of good stuff. Where is it? I mean, not that I really know. Looking. Oh, there's lots of there's lots of locations. I feel like this is one of those where they like sell their bread to other places. Oh, right, right, right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. Bre- breakfast pastries. I'm in. I need to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Yay, cakes. I we kind of knew. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the it populated pretty quickly. It's like cake. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Christy, what's My your one? Thing. Your one cake. Ooh. I mean, what does your heart say? What's the first thing that comes? Ooh. There is a cake place here called Deep Sea Sugar and Salt, and it is they have a um triple vanilla cake that is like the best cake I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like vanilla cake soaked in vanilla with vanilla like buttercream type situation. That like anything vanilla or kokanee, um, yeah, funfetti is a good one. Yeah, I love a trace leche too. Mm-hmm. Hillary, a good one. Has to be good. Um, I think mine. I'm pretty basic. I like it. I mean, I do love a carrot cake with cream cheese icing. Mm-hmm. That sounds really, 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 really good. But my standard would be, you know, yellow cake with chocolate icing. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my go to. Yeah, just love it. I just love it. But yes, buttercream icing is key. I mean, I definitely got swept up in the heat of like watching, you know, whatever cake. What was the one that was on Food Network with Duff? Um, cake Boss. Cake Boss. And, you know, it is cool to see what they make, but you're like, I wouldn't want to eat that. Like, that doesn't look, it's oh, not no. about the cake. It's about no, no. the like. It's a sculpture made of edible things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like partially edible things. I would yeah. <laughs> well, I know that's the thing. It's like, I don't want to eat font. Like, you know, I think when it we had like a groom's cake that I think it was just like a chocolate cake or whatever. But it, my mom was like, would Dave like something like Fenway park or something? And I'm like, no, cause that means that well, one, it's really expensive Two, mm-hmm. It's like, I, how are we going to eat that? And you kind of feel bad eating that. Cause there's some artistry that goes into just creating this. And it's also not going to taste good. I'm not interested it's, in that. Yeah. And it's frozen yeah. like Ooh. days before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem I have is how handled it all is. Yes. Ooh. Like yes. Somebody's hands have been over yes. every single inch of that cake. <laughs> a lot. A lot Gross. of time. I never really thought about that, but that's so true. Oh, that's what, that's all I think about the first thing cake I think shows. of. Yeah. <laughs> Do any of you know the history uh, behind the idea of the groom's cake? Because I don't. And I don't understand. Is it like a man cave? Like, you know, my wife won't let me have anything I like. So, so you here's get this shitty I little cake. Put my no, Billy there's bath. something. It's, it's worse than that. Like, you take home piece of, women take home pieces of the groom's cake in little boxes and put it under their pillow and dream of their future husband disgusting yeah disgusting. doesn't it get smushed i mean the whole thing is gross that's so repulsive. i would just eat it yeah like, while i'm sleeping like that's a bed snack that's not <laughs> you wake up in the middle of the night you're like mm, i'm hungry where's yeah. my pillow cake it yeah, also- I'm looking at brides.com and it says the origin of the groom's cake is from Britain and was, of course, and was originally offered as a second flavor option to be served to guests. It was typically a richer flavor of cake compared yeah, to the bride's like cake. Chocolate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and often includes alcohol or chocolate, says cake artist Rachel Tufel. Another old tradition was for single women to take it home and sleep with the hopefully still boxed groom's cake under their pillow in order to have a dream about their own future groom. Jesus. 
gross. Well, I'm gross. down with offering more options. Yes, That's sure. Cool. And I often, I mean, I'm, I'm like cake agnostic or whatever. I like will choose any cake. But I remember thinking, well, mm, like the groom's cake is always chocolate, so it was always seemed like a more fun option to me than like mm-hmm. a because I don't like coconut. So it would be like the bride's cake would be some sort of coconut concoction, and I'm like, I'm gonna beeline it to the chocolate yeah, cake over it's there. A yeah. Bloody armadillo, so much <laughs> the better. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean, I want to dream that my husband is cake. <laughs> I just can't imagine leaving cake under my pillow all night. Like, no. I just want to eat it. It's ridiculous. Right. I did eat. My mom did freeze the top of our cake and I ate it. And I think Dave had a bite on our first anniversary and he was like, I'm good. And Dave is not a sweets person, like in the least. And I just sat there and ate it. And it was so fucking good. Still a year later. I was <laughs> with, like, with yes. We talked about yes, doing that, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I just wanted to eat it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Oh, well. Regardless, thanks, guys. Cake is a popular, popular subject because it's yeah, delicious. Fun. Um, okay, okay. So a little bit about why we, <laughs> why <laughs> I chose this subject this week. Okay, so obviously, as we said, we are a, we are scientist heavy podcast, and that like we are either scientists or we believe in science. Like I, everybody on this podcast believes in science. But I was thinking the other day. Okay, so I had a dream. And not to be dream catchers about this, but I had a dream the other night that um, weirdly like, and I don't usually remember my dreams. Like I'm not somebody who has super vivid dreams and I wake up and can retell them. I'm not like, I had the weirdest dream. Like this is just something that stuck with me. And it was that all of my Apple products were fucked up in some sort of way. They weren't broken. (laughs) They were just like fucked up. Like something happened to them. They were fucked up. And I was like, well, that was an annoying dream because all that shit is so expensive. And then, okay, something that I don't do. I really like throughout the day I have processes like I have to do things in a certain order otherwise like it messes me up a little bit like if I don't take out my contacts before I brush my teeth then I'll forget to take my contacts out and then I like go to I start to go to sleep and I'm like wait my contacts are in and it just like messes me up so I um I woke up from this dream and I like I kind of got ready for work and I decided I would put a load of laundry in before I went to the office. I put a load of laundry in and I went to go get my fanny pack and I went to reach for my AirPods and I thought, where are my AirPods? They're always in this little front pocket. Well, clearly the night before I did not do my process where I put my AirPods back into my little pocket. My AirPods were in my bike shorts that have a pocket that I had thrown in the washing machine. <gasps> no! and, uh, and I was like, no! And I was like, my dream is coming true. And so I reached in <laughs> and it was like in that part of the wash cycle that was like, the wa- it was full of water. It's probably been like five or 10 minutes oh. or whatever, where it's like full of water. I, I reach in, I grab it. And what's funny is I did throw them in and I thought, I heard like a thunk and I was like, eh. I reached around and I was like, eh, nothing. I just hit something wrong. Anyway, so I found them. Luckily, they did still work. They actually did still work. I mean, I wiped them down and they were fine, though the case is like fully chipped. Like it's totally chipped. And then I looked down at my Apple Watch and there's like, it's fine. Like it works, but there's some like little cuts in it. Like not cuts, but just like kind of deep scratches in it. And I, I was like, am I clairvoyant? I think I might be clairvoyant. So I was sort of ruminating on this. And I thought, and my whole life, I have not thought I was clairvoyant. I don't think I'm psychic, but I do think I, I sense things before they're going to happen, like weirdly. But I, so I was thinking, 
this is dumb. Like, I know this is dumb. I'm not, I, I'm not psychic. I can't sense things. I don't have like some sixth sense or anything, but there are these things that I think even very logic minded people who aren't even religious kind of in the least sort of put stock in a little bit, maybe to preserve their sanity or whatever. Anyway, so it was something that it was just ruminating in my head that I thought, even as very logical people, are there things that we buy into that even though we know that they're not real, we'll still kind of do. So that was sort of my thought process behind this. So anyway, as I brought it up, I knew I even told Dave, I said, I think that Anna Meredith might be like, I don't know about this. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, why? And I was like, they are so science oriented. Like, there's no way. And uh, as soon as I brought it up, they're like, I don't know about this. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that even like latent in our brains, we have these things that we do. And I've caught myself today saying like, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. And it's like, I don't really believe that like I don't believe me knocking on you know probably manufacture you know plywood or whatever that I have (laughs) in my house like I don't actually think that that is going to stave off the demons of bad luck or whatever but like I do it regardless so anyway we kind of started talking about it and we did start talking about like I do if I spill salt I will throw salt over my shoulder yeah that Um, was an interesting conversation we had (laughs) yeah uh, um, spoiler alert, it's to stave off the devil, right? Is that the... Yep. Mm-hmm. That's Throw the, the salt in the devil's eye. <laughs> that is always weirdly behind yeah, you. Yeah, he's hovering uh, <laughs> at your left shoulder, behind your left shoulder, and apparently s- spilling the salt gives him a way in. It breaks the f- devil force field you've got around you. Yep. So I have a question. Is the devil always there or just when you're cooking? No, always. Oh. Ooh. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs> He's like uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I'll be with you always. <laughs> so anyway, we were talking about it, and I finally broke the science ladies down. Christy was already Christy already feels ways about numbers, so I knew she'd be by my yeah. side. <laughs> I think but, uh, once we started talking about sort of childhood, then yes. I, I mean yes. I can't speak for you, Meredith, but I, I know that I was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. I can see. Like stuff- I came up with a couple. Yeah, of yeah, yes. So, uh, Anne, what are some of the things, especially as a child, that you might have done? Well, especially as a child, I took a lot of pains to uh, not step on a crack because I did not want to break my mother's back. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you wanted to, maybe. I think I did that for a little while because, like, I think I knew it was silly, but why take the chance? Right, right. I, You know, more than anything, it amuses me, and I still do it every once in a while to this day. Well, part of it is about pacing. Like... When you're walking along a sidewalk that has big, you know, slabs of concrete, there's something really satisfying about pacing your strides (laughs) to get a full set of strides, an even number of strides within a, boy, this sounds so stupid even when I'm talking about it, (laughs) you know, like a left foot and a right foot go into that panel and then we can go to the next one or if, you know, two of each, like four steps or whatever, or... I get three, and then I like, you know, then you have to go two concrete panels to get a full circuit. It, this is slight <laughs> glimpse into my brain. Um. Yeah, no, I'm totally there with you. It's like when I count, I when I walk up the stairs, I almost always count the stairs because it's like this sort of, I don't know, pacing thing. Yeah, some do. people are definitely yeah. stair counters. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I have a very distinct memory of being like six or seven and being out on the sidewalk in front of my house, 
um, playing hopscotch with the chalk and drawing the thing and being very concerned about avoiding all these cracks because I didn't want my mom to get hurt. <laughs> Such <laughs> power we have in just our feet, you know. And then perhaps slightly, mom, just don't listen to this for a minute, okay? <laughs> 30, come back, skip, skip, mom, skip 30 seconds yeah. ahead. When I was a teenager, perhaps being annoyed at my mother, going out of my way to stamp on every single <laughs> oh, <crack>. yeah. <laughs> yes, Take absolutely. that, mom. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I that was definitely something that and I to this day, if I'm walking on a sidewalk and I'm paying attention, I will I will either skip cracks or seams like I just do. And it's not like it's not a look thing or anything. It's just now it's embedded in my brain that I'm mm-hmm. like, well, and it's like, what will happen if I step on the crack? Like, am I going to twist my ankle or something? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just one of those idle things that occupies your brain throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, the the thing that made me cackle the most is that <laughs> Meredith, Miss Scientist, is like, <laughs> she said, when I was young, what did you what did you think when you were young? So there was about a year <laughs> of my very early childhood where I thought I could control the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain. I don't know why this is, but this is how it worked. Um, This was when I was, I was under five because this is the house we lived at from when I was born until I was five. And it was a couple blocks away from Wilcox Park. Um, Nobody cares about that except for maybe my sister and listener John in GR. Um, We lived a couple blocks away from this park and it was the same park that I was going to run away to and live under the bush and eat bananas from the co-op. And read books. And read books. That was my plan. Remains so cute, Meredith. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know why I couldn't do that. I mean, it sounds great. Um, so there was this bush, um, and it had these red berries and I think the reason I was so attracted to it is because my mom told me I couldn't eat them and they, but they looked delicious. I don't know what kind of, I don't know what, what they were. Um, but I used to do this thing where since I couldn't eat them, I would pick the red berries off and crush them with my foot. And I believed that there was a correlation between how many berries I crushed and what the weather was going to be the next day. So if I wanted it to rain, I would crush three. If I wanted it to be sunny, I would crush two. Wow. (laughs) Yep. And it always worked. Although I'm sure it didn't always work. I think a lot of these things are confirmation bias where like, if it happened to rain, I'd be like, see, I did it. (laughs) That was the time you remembered it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would ignore the times that it didn't work. Yes, of course. Uh, But I must have been, I had to have been like three or four. Oh, was there an outcome for like one berry or four berries? Um, I think so. I remember there being, I was really afraid of tornadoes. And I remember thinking, I think this was my attempt to like stave off tornadoes. Oh, Mm, makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I had a serious fear of, um, of the fire alarm and the tornado alarm at school. So much so that my parents had to take me out of school on days where there was going to be one. The, the principal eventually would started calling them to get me before they happened. Cause I was so scared. Um, and this was in preschool, I think. Uh, and so I think, I think that was part of it. I was just so afraid of tornadoes that I wanted to make sure they weren't going to happen. Oh, well, it's scary. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Even tornadoes though there's no scary. tornadoes in Michigan, really. <laughs> so, oh, there isn't? I mean, That's hardly funny. ever. There are sometimes, but not really well, in Grand Rapids. maybe it's because of the berries. Well, maybe it's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. You I don't mean, know. you're welcome, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Well, okay. So quickly on another one that I have. Um, so I have this thing when I was younger and I would pass somebody getting pulled over by a cop or, or was in an accident or whatever, I would think, huh, glad that's not me. And I swear to God, something, not something car related necessarily, but something bad would happen to me like immediately afterwards. And and I actually kind of feel this like in general, whenever I'm rooting for somebody's failure a little bit, then it like <laughs> circles back on me. And I don't even know if I necessarily believe in karma. It just, it's, it's very like personal. So now when I pass somebody, especially when I'm driving, if they are like, if something bad has happened to somebody in a car or they, or they just got pulled over because they were speeding or whatever. Um, I think, Oh, that really sucks. Like I have to force myself to have sympathy for the person. Cause that means that's going to stave off something bad happening to me again. I don't know. It's like <laughs> one of those things that I don't know if that's actually, you know, well, obviously it's not, there's no way to prove anything, but I'm just like, I have to put good thoughts out in the world. And that doesn't mean that I'm that good of a person because oftentimes I'm wishing for ill for other people. Like I actively, you know, will wish ill on somebody who's done me wrong. But in in stranger circumstances, I have to like wish somebody well in order to stave off my own um, <laughs> bad luck. Yeah. And, and my analog towards this in the same situation when I'm driving by and I see somebody who's broken down, I have to like, pat the steering wheel of my car just a little mm. bit and be like good car and send a little <laughs> yeah. prayer Please. of gratitude out into the universe See, I, I think that's great because you know you don't want to take it for granted you don't want, when your car breaks down you don't want to be like oh all the times i had a good car that worked and i, I didn't appreciate it so you know. gotta take a minute and appreciate those things true but it I, is kind I, of- I kind of think that if i don't do that it might That's... hasten a breakdown. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, Christine you do have a little you. bit I, that, more. Yes, yeah. that was the one that I found. I was like, oh, yeah. well, yeah. well, well, what is this? <laughs> there you are. Um, Christy. Okay. I have a lot. Um, so one is ghosts. And here's the thing. Okay. I don't actually believe in ghosts, but I'm fascinated by people telling me stories about ghost (laughs) encounters, which doesn't make any sense. And I myself had what I would call a ghost encounter. But at the same time, I'm like, that is dumb. So (laughs) it's entertaining. I mean, that's why we like, I mean, one of the reasons. Yeah, like like you like to little be. Uh, I, you know, I re-listened to it right before we started. Um, One of the times that I've laughed the hardest, and I can't even explain why, was um, somebody telling me about the Aziz Ansari, like, stand-up where he talks about ghosts. And he's like, well, first of all, the reason why, like, spooky old ghosts are, like, going like ooh or boo is because they've never seen running water before so they're like turning the water on they're like look at that (laughs) and then like he was like but if I got a ghost it would be like a modern day ghost that would be just like looking at its phone like just like (laughs) (laughs) and um so Missy uh made me a gif of ghosts uh, with phones like it would be like an old yeah. like rotary phone and then at some point it ends with like an iPhone and I yeah like I like couldn't breathe I was it was like a ghost with an iPhone and I was laughing so hard like I just like couldn't even I couldn't breathe but like I am Chrissy I'm sort of with you in but like a little bit conversely in that like I'm so and when people start to say like 
I'm uh, oh yeah like I saw a ghost or like I I mm-hmm. fully believe in ghosts I'm like shut the fuck up you do not believe in ghosts yeah. like why would a ghost choose you to haunt like there would be everybody's died that has lived before right. like I don't understand like we don't have a ghost world there'd be more <laughs> ghosts than humans at this point if it was real yes. Ugh, so I don't know why more. Yeah, I, it yeah. like always sort of irritates me. Though I mean, when I was a kid, of course, like I loved a ghost story. Like you know, that was super fun. But um, now, when you hear a podcaster that's forty-five years old talking about their ghost story, that you're like, that's mm-hmm. not real. Like that. Yeah. Sorry. And they try to have those like Ghostbuster machines where like some radar will pick up, and I'm like, but a ghost wouldn't show up on, on <laughs> some <laughs> sort of transmission. That just wouldn't happen. Right. No. Um, yeah. Guys, along the same lines, I think my boss might believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, no. And I, no. I don't know. Well, Bigfoot's real. How to I mean, handle why it. are we laughing at that? <laughs> because she's kind no. of funny about it, but I think she might really believe in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And I don't, like, can I be tolerant about this? <laughs> why do you have to be tolerant? Is she like JK know. unless dot 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 kind of thing? Like, she take she seems yeah. to take the kind of joy in it that people who don't really believe take. But I think yeah. she wants to go on a Bigfoot hunting oh, trip. No. Oh dear. no. Oh no. I mean she needs to come here. That's where big foot feet are from. I think that's her plan. Big feet. Oh, Is that the plural big, of big foot? I don't know. Big, <laughs> see, I big can un- I can understand that we have not um that there are some species of creature in the oceans that we have not mm-hmm. made yeah. made contact yeah, with. Sure. Even very Nessie. large ones. <laughs> Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> you turn, Hillary. <laughs> Even ones that, that are quite large, I could see given the vastness of the oceans and the depth of the oceans. Oh, yeah. But to think that there's a humanoid creature running around in the woods in the Pacific Northwest. Right. In the highly populated <laughs> Olympic <laughs> National Forest. Thoroughly yeah. explored. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, I don't know. You have to. Well, so, Anne, what you could tell her about is your belief in wishbones. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about wishbones. Yeah, I think a lot of people did this. I don't yes. think Christy probably even brought this up, but it was so like minor for you <laughs> that I stole it. But uh, my mom did save the wishbone from the turkeys at Thanksgiving, Christmas every year and like, you know, wash them off and put them on the kitchen windowsill and wait for them to dry out. And then you, you know, if you were lucky enough to be chosen, you got to pull the wishbone. Mm-hmm. with somebody else did you guys do it with your pinky fingers we had to wrap no. our hold them with our pinky fingers and then you wow the that's wish. some strength in your yeah. pinky we fingers. did not oh, have oh, that yeah. kind of rule <laughs> and how did you do this with two three kids well you know it, it can be tricky but luckily enough that we're all sort of far apart enough in age mm, that you know yeah. by the time matt over was it. yeah by the time matt was old enough to do it i was out of the house basically so it would be either me and carl or carl and matt but not all yeah i think my sister and i are always like default because we were the young you know two younger ones of mm-hmm. all the siblings including my step siblings and my brother was so like 
pessimistic and grumpy about everything he didn't care so (laughs) it's just us by default you know and you make the wish and i don't know i think i remember wishing for things that i really wanted and being triumphant on the occasion when the wishbone broke my way Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. we haven't done it in the last couple of years but we did it even as adults just for fun It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's it fun. breaking kind of stuff fun. is fun, but it's fun. But it's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, but it's no you more gross what than anything is. else you've been doing that day with that yeah. turkey. Yeah, that's true. Can you but imagine for a vegetarian? It got well, real gross. Yes. Can Can you imagine <laughs> if we didn't do it with just smallish birds? You know, what if like oh, with humans. Well, I wasn't uh, going to go there. Oh, but I was like, at funerals, you'd fight over. I get the like the tomahawk state bone, maybe or something like that. I was just thinking, you know, if, <laughs> if you got like those people who are like, I got half a cow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you could have a big old cow. I mean, do, cow femur, the strongest yeah. bone well, in the world. They have a, they have like a breastbone, right? I don't know Probably. what exactly part is what the is? wishbone specific to birds or is that general anatomy? I have never considered this before. Hmm, what is a wishbone? Oh, only <laughs> a fork bone found in birds and some other species of dinosaurs. Well, hmm. that's other a project. species of dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. What is a wishbone on a person? The in clavicle. Mm. Uh, two clavicles uh, on either side of the anterior base of the neck are horizontal S-curved rods that articulate dot 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 I'd have to click on Britannica.com if I wanted to know anymore so we could do it (laughs) I give y'all permission at my funeral you can (laughs) snap the Hillary wishbone please please put that in your will right now yeah so that whoever does your autopsy is gonna have to pull it out for us like yeah if if you die in a specific or a suspicious manner we'll be like at the medical examiner's office like don't cut the wishbone we need it we called it Uh, uh, okay Meredith, what's your next one? Well, my next one was going to be knock on wood, but you kind of covered it. Yes. And I don't know. I think that, yeah, yes. there's not much more yeah, to I say I feel like it's such that, a so. weird thing that you say, not you, but one says. Yeah. That is just sort of like, I don't even know what I'm saying it. Like, knock on wood. That, yeah, it's that like an happen. automatic mm-hmm. habit. And I think the same, the, I think it's in the same category as my my next one, which is jinxes. Like, yes. Um, like, don't jinx that, I will say. And mm-hmm. I say that all the mm-hmm. time. And I know, I don't believe, I don't believe that luck is a thing that exists. No. Um, I think the world is extremely chaotic and random and we find patterns and things and that's what we believe is luck. So I don't really believe that, but sometimes it'll, you know, um, one of us will be talking about the house or something and be like, yeah, the roof is actually in great shape. It's relatively new. Oh, Mm. shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And Gregory and I were talking about it and he was like, I think it's something like, you know, wait until the outcome, you know, like don't, don't, um, predict Right. Um, and and I think like knock on wood especially is just sort of a colloquialism for if all goes well. Yeah. Kind of a, yeah. A thought. Yep. Jinx is, yeah, yeah that's hoping. a little bit more complicated in mm-hmm. in the idea that you, know, you could actually cause a shift in fate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that that's how it works. It's it's just another habit that I have like knock on wood. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bridget's definitely gotten into that point of her life where if we say something at the same time, this is not the same thing, but she says, Jinx, Jinx. you owe me oh, a yeah, Coke. Yeah. Coke. Yeah, you do yeah. that too. I still do that with my siblings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the best is when people agree to play by the rules of the Jinx. <laughs> and then you have somebody that can't talk. I uh, know. Yep. Yes. <laughs> you have to say my name three times. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> um, okay. This is something that, like, sorry to our religious listeners, if there are any. Um, I Something that I, I really, I, I would not say that I am an atheist. I think I'm agnostic more than anything. I mean, like, I went to church sort of growing up, but, like, it was not something that I really bought into as, like, a, I think of it as mythology more than, you know, anything. It's, like, Greek mythology, just a way of explaining the world. Um, but I do find myself, if I'm in a very stressful situation, that I will pray. And it's so funny because when, you know, you see on Facebook, somebody says, oh, pray for me, I'm doing this. I am so, no. like, I'm always, like, such a, like, teen where I'm, like, thinking good thoughts. Like, I will never say, like, I'm praying for you or whatever if, mm-hmm. if it's somebody close. But I will find myself in a strange, you know, a very, I mean, this has to be an extreme stressful situation. Somebody's dying or somebody's really hurt and I'm, like, in my interior thoughts and I will like pray. And it's so weird because I don't know. I think I just think, well, might as well try this. <laughs> at some point. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not, you know, I don't regularly attend church or anything, but it is something that I will fall back on. And it's probably just, you know, like how I was raised, which is funny because I was raised by a Jewish man and an atheist woman, but yet, you know, went to a church, um, <laughs> and because of free daycare, right? Oh, one hundred percent. It was yeah. like, oh, Hillary's going, and and also it was just like that. What everybody did, they went to church on Sunday, so it's like, okay, go to your. And it's Presbyterian. It wasn't like I went to some, you know, super hardcore um, evangelical thing. But yeah, it is something that I do, and I always wonder. God, I, I feel like I'm such a. Um, hypocrite because I'm loudly protesting anything to do with religion, especially in public spheres. But yet when I'm scared, that's what I'll do. No atheists in foxholes. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. Um, Okay. Christy, I'm really interested in this next one that you have. Wait, okay. okay, Wait, no, there's two that I'm interested in. Yes. Whichever. So going along with Meredith is like just making wishes in general, I feel like I had a lot of like little traditions about that. Like, did you guys ever do it where if you were wearing a necklace and the clasp came to the front with the charm, you got to make a wish and put it back? No, no, no I, think, I mean, eyelash on the cheek for sure. Yep, that was a good but one. I don't know the necklace one. Um, if you drive through a yellow light, you like touch the roof, and if you get three in a row, you get a wish. Um, birthday wishes, like all of those, I don't believe the the reason I don't believe it's true is because for my first 10 birthdays I wished for a bike and I never got it (laughs) the other the thing that I think is really funny about like you can just wish whenever you want you know what I mean like you don't need (laughs) I don't know why we were like I have to wait until my birthday to want this thing (laughs) right god exactly and that should be the day everything comes true right yeah 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 but but birthdays are the day where your wish has power, Un- yes. unlike exactly. the ineffectual <laughs> the other 364 days of the year. Yes. And it didn't work. And so also, I mean, I still do this. When I drive through a tunnel, I hold my breath. And if I make it the whole way, I get a wish. <laughs> Those never come true. But I still do it. I don't believe 
that any of it comes true. We never did the wish thing for the tunnel. We mm-hmm. just did it to show our superior brother support. <laughs> yeah. But, right. But if you're superior, you get a wish. <laughs> Why is that such a thing with kids of like, I can hold my breath longer than you. Uh, that was such a point mm. of pride for us. Totally. Yeah, totally. I oh. still hold my breath when I go through the tunnel. And sometimes I, 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 ever, I go through a long one and I'm like, I don't know if this is such a good idea. <laughs> I know. Especially when you're driving. Like, there would be times where I'm like, conscious. I'm going conscious. faster. Like, I'm going past the speed limit because I need that. That's yeah, dangerous. If, there, if there's traffic in the tunnel, you're like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> totally dangerous. Oh, try going through the tunnel in Windsor. You can be there for an hour. <laughs> oh, you would die. You would die. Like, you'd have to bring, like, scuba gear to, like, have to get well, Can you still breathe if it's, like... You know, a t- tank of oxygen? Is that allowed? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Right. Is, it, is it pure oxygen okay? Or is, air, is it just air? Like, you have to have know. a call on that. Clearly, we need to codify this. Yeah, we did that <laughs> yeah. when we passed graveyards for a while when yes. we were little. And I, yeah. I nope. think the thought was we don't inhale spirits. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. right. I, you don't want ghosts in your nose. I mean, that's how no, you get No, I think that's an old-timey one, though. Like, yeah. you hold your breath. You don't have any And salt. cross the street. You better hold yeah, your breath. Yeah, if you don't know. Exactly. You got the ghosts will go into you. Then the, then Satan will come from behind your left <laughs> mm-hmm. shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> God, it's dangerous being alive. Wow, it really it is. is. Yeah. It really is. Um Okay, and tell me about this apple peel. Ugh. Christy, you just sparked this memory for me when you said the thing <laughs> about the necklace and the clasp and the turning. Just that did you ever do the thing where you would peel an apple? And if you could get the peel off in one peel yes. and drop it on the floor, it would tell you the letter of the the first initial of the man you were going to marry. Yeah, I've heard that one. I, had a, I, I was going to marry apple, a lot but... of guys with an S name. Yeah, a lot of O's in my life. We did that with the um, the the what is it called? The top that hangs on the tree. Why can't I think of the that? Stem? The stem where you would turn it and you would oh, say A, right. B, C, D, D, D. Yes. and when it came off was the name. Yes, oh. yep. I think we did that with um a, like a Coke um top, like the the you know top the, the tab. Yeah, the tab. What is with you guys? Words. <laughs> <I know. laughs> would you like go back and forth on it yes. until it came off yes. like A B C D? D, D. But oh. you would always kind of try to calibrate it to be oh, yeah. so <laughs> dependent on oh, how fast sure. you're saying the alphabet. Yep. Yeah, this is a yeah. Flawed. You would do it if fast. there was a particular boy you liked. Maybe you want right. to make things line up a little bit. Yeah, and it was hard because my longtime crush was someone named Chris, and so I'd have to go A B C like. <laughs> Oh yeah, that guy. That reminds me of like playing Ouija boards at, um, mm-hmm. you know, what you call it? Oh God! And light as a feather, stiff as a board, which I never wanted to be in because I was oh, always heavier than the other lot. girls. Yeah, oh, we did that a lot, and we thought that it worked. Like oh, we picked yeah. people yeah. up. All it the totally time. worked. <laughs> yeah, but um, what about um those um little things? I don't know what they're called. They're like origami little fortune tellers. Oh, where yeah. What are Colors. Those? R-E-D. I think like everybody that. has different names for them. We call them coochie cutters, which is really unfortunate. <laughs> Wait, um, what? Yep. <laughs> we yes. did not know what um, we were saying. Yeah. I don't remember what we called them. Maybe fortune tellers, but I really believed in those. Mm, what is that? Like, like that was going to be grade, a fortune. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or mash. Oh, I remember oh, mash. Yeah. mash. I still like to play mash. Like, um... 
we did it at work. We had a whiteboard, not my recent work, but like a couple times. And we would, you could pick three of your things and then you got to pick the most horrendous thing, other two. And it would be really funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What yeah, if you a get a shack? That's a, good, that's a good road trip game. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Now I want to play MASH. I know. We need to do it. That should be a show. <laughs> we got to go on a road trip is what yes. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A real one, not just a fake. Well, I, I still, I want to do the thing where we come to Seattle and we go to Vancouver. Yes. Drive Ooh. to Vancouver. That would be a nice little okay. short road trip. And yeah. then we could have, what do they have in Vancouver? Dumplings or something? They have everything. I know. Like they but... have really good, oh, um, poutine. They have dumplings. They have good candy that you can't get here. Mm. We gotta do that. That would be yeah. really yeah. fun. What, like what's it. the island? I've been to it before. Is it Vic- Vancouver? Oh, there's Victoria Vancouver Island. But yeah, yeah, there's, there's like a little island, island I went to that was very cool. That's kind of like British. Like they have Maybe. tea and the Queen Museum and stuff like that. Possibly. Yeah, I was 21. Let it go, people. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I mean, I'm saying that even to people in England. <laughs> she doesn't go. care about it's you. Time to Don't go. you think the queen is old? When she dies, mm-hmm. they could just let it go then. Yeah. yeah they so. should they don't let have it go. to crown Charles. No. No, they're like, oh, we're done. Don't. We're good. Please, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Meredith. Dreams, kind of. I, well, yeah, I don't believe that my dreams are like prophetic or anything, but I do think they sometimes are. that dreams like mean something or tell you something um Mm -hmm. and and not crazy nonsense dreams i think that's your brain just processing stuff um but sometimes if something is really on my mind um i i think it has some significance and and i used to have the same uh dream over and over and over and over and i think that meant something it was a dream where i was giving birth in a bowling alley (laughs) um i mean and there was happened yeah, there were variations on it, but um, but the main theme of this dream and a lot of dreams that I have are, are being unprepared. So yeah. I realize I'm in labor. Mm. I'm in, not in the right place. I realize that I haven't prepared anything. Like, I don't yes. know. I don't have a crib. I don't even know. Like, I don't have anything, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, oh, no, this is, you know, it's kind of a version of the showing up to the exam. Yes. Not mm-hmm. having yep. studied or ever naked. gone to any of the classes yeah. or being yes. naked or something like that. But yeah. mine, mine always took the form of giving birth in usually a bowling alley but sometimes like in a in a Volkswagen Beetle or you know <laughs> like somewhere you really don't want to be be giving birth and nobody's paying attention to me and nobody's yes. helping me yes yeah so i think that kind of speaks to like a fear of being unprepared um mm-hmm. So I think maybe there might be themes, but I don't think that means that I am going to have a baby in a bowling alley. <laughs> well, I don't it take has them literally. <laughs> it has yeah. like I definitely have had the like I show up and I'm like shut up. There's a math. Cl-. I mean, it's always a math class because like one, I'm not that good at math. Two, I would need to be in like math's not something you could just read up on real quick and like figure it out or like memorize some shit. You can't really fly by the seat of your pants like with no. an essay or something. No, no. But um, the one that I have a lot. It, in that vein is it's not necessarily but it's like I get to the air it's always I get to the airport and I'm supposed to be traveling internationally and I like my passport is not there and I'm like and then I have to like get home there's always like roadblocks stopping me uh, along the way and it's like how do I get around this then I get around it and there's like another roadblock and I'm like I don't understand how do I like and I never I'm almost there and then I wake up and Mm -hmm. I I think I did one time tell my therapist about it and she was like that just means like 
I don't know, like you're really anxious about something, whatever. I mean, there's some, you know, logical reason yeah, I'm yeah. anxious about something and, and I don't, yeah, kind of like you don't feel prepared for it or you feel overwhelmed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I have that same sort of dream, but I always feel prepared. It's just that I can't get to where I'm supposed to go. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's, like there are just obstacles or for all of a sudden, like I can't walk fast. Like I feel like <laughs> I'm moving through molasses. Yeah. Again, like there's just some impediment that keeps me from getting where I need to be. And I'm conscious that the time is ticking by and I'm like, no, I know. God. I haven't oh. had that pregnancy dream since I um, finished school. Oh, um, mm. it's very much tied to like school stress, like prep kind of stuff, like yeah. preparing. Yeah. I mean, there was so much to, to worry about and so much to keep track of yeah. Um, yeah. that it was a constant concern. So oh, those were the days. Yeah. I don't, I do not miss college. Let me tell nope. you. I know. Coming home and not having homework still delights oh, me. And I yeah. <laughs> haven't been in college since, you know, 2001. And I'm when like, I graduated and I only had to, either, I just had to go to work instead of have to go to work and oh. go to school. I was like, this is the best <laughs> thing I've ever experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Oh, also, like, not working on weekends still, like, mm-hmm. thrills me. Like, I Absolutely. again, I have not worked retail since 2005, and I'm still, like, I don't have to work on a Saturday or a Sunday. Like, that feels yeah. luxurious. Now, actually, conversely, I wish I had – I almost wish I had Sunday and Monday off sometimes instead of Saturday and Sunday because I'm like, I need to go to the doctor, and I really don't want to take yep. work time right. off of work. It would be really nice if I just had – you know, a little bit of time, but that's why working from home is great. Sounds amazing. Um, okay, Chrissy, I'm going to skip myself and go straight to you because this one makes me laugh so hard hearing people's thoughts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I need to hear more about this. I don't know. Is there a name for that? Like you can, I mean, hear... is that telepathy? Yep. I don't know. It is. So Christy, what number I... am I thinking of? <laughs> so I can't so here's the thing I don't think I believe in it but I have like kind of a crazy story where it happened and so I do I I mean I don't know (laughs) can I here's so it happened once I think I think that again is more confirmation bias right yeah I mean so the story is that my old boss and family friend while I was in college um had a heart attack at dinner while eating. And so we don't, they don't actually don't know if she choked on a piece of steak, which caused the heart attack or she had a heart attack. And then, and then there was a piece of steak. Mm. But anyways, she, um, went to ICU and was like not talking and like on life support. And when I would go into her room, I could clearly hear in her voice things that she was saying and it was like, um, I don't want, or like, cause she was like very like prim and proper and she like hated that she was wearing a, um, like a, a hospital gown. She hated that people were like rubbing her stomach. Like, why do people do that? But they're like, you know, trying to connect and, um, that her hair looked terrible and her nails. And I was like telling her husband, like, I think she's saying these things and she doesn't want people to like touch her stomach and she hates that her hair looks like this and can we do something like I was telling him these things and he would just come back and he goes I just looked in her it was a long time ago so like day planner I just looked in her day planner and she had a hair appointment the next day (laughs) like so like was that starting and then um 
Like, I felt like she was in, like, the corner of the room. Again, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't, like, you know, all this stuff. But then, um, then he, like, really believed in all this stuff. So he brought in psychics. Oh, God. And they said the same thing that I had before he, he, like, he didn't tell them. But they were like, oh, yeah, blah, blah. So did that actually happen? Was it just, like, a lot of emotion? Was I just thinking the things that... I knew because I knew her so well. I don't know. I think, I mean, maybe this isn't telepathy, but maybe you hallucinated because (laughs) that's what it sounds like. (laughs) You're hearing voices. You need to, (laughs) that's a different story. (laughs) You know, I mean, this isn't exactly the same thing, but I, I like when I saw my therapist, she was like, I think that you're very sensitive to, for lack of a better word, the vibes in a room. Like I Mm -hmm. am very, um, and I think Christy, you probably are as well. And I don't mean like, I know what you're thinking or whatever. No, like an impact. Yeah. Like I can kind of feel like Mm -hmm. a stress. And and sometimes, to be fair, sometimes I am, and Dave will point this out to me. He's like, you are intuiting things that are not there. Like you think that I'm frustrated about something. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I might be frustrated about something, but it's not about you. It's about like, you know, and I'm an asshole. So I think everything's about me. And so I'm like, are you mad at me? <laughs> um, and that's not really the case, but it's like, I, I'm like, something's off. Like, I feel like something's off or people aren't getting along and they're being passive aggressive or whatever. And she's mm-hmm. like, you, you need to like exit yourself from that. Like you need to not like, because it has nothing to do with you at the end of the day. Like it's not your business. Basically, if somebody else isn't getting along with something, unless it has something to do with you, it has nothing to do with you. So anyway, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah I definitely feel that I feel like other people's emotions almost so much that it's like tiring yes and I think that working from home has been so great because in the workplace there's so much people being passive aggressive like (laughs) just as like yeah yeah I hear that um Mm -hmm. okay my my last little one that I was gonna say and this is I was sort of bringing up um in the very beginning where Meredith was like, I'm sorry, the science of the paranormal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in um, college, I was a um, political science major and I. Like, oh, sure. Lo- the science of the political. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was, I remember looking, like I'd, I had all of my hours, like I had satisfied all my hours. I'd satisfied my major um, but I was looking at whatever my senior year, the things that I needed to take to complete my degree. And one of it was like, you had to have a social science that was not your major. If you were majoring in social science, something like that. I can't remember. And so I was like, Oh shit. Like I need to, I, I guess I need to take some psychology class or something like that to satisfy this. Um, so I took one that was the science of the paranormal and I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to take this. That sounds awesome. Like, is this X-Files? Like, this is great. One, it was like low key kind of hard. Like it was not an easy class. Um, two, basically it was all like disabusing anybody of ever thinking anything paranormal was real. Like it was just like kind of like y'all were saying, like it's either coincidence or, you know, you've manufactured it to satisfy a narrative kind of deal. And, you know, the, the clue, not the clue, but one of the things we did like a memory thing where it was like you, you jot down a, a distinct memory you have as somebody like a child under six or something and then go ask your parents to tell you what happened and it was almost always like completely wrong like you know how how poor memory works and it really is not like a great um eyewitness account and also I just remember this one so well I don't remember I think I ended up getting a b in the class like I didn't even do that well but I remember him saying and this class was not big it was maybe 25 kids in the class and I remember he was like okay everybody go around and tell us your birthday 
and like six people in the class had the same birth. You know, like it was. Oh, that's a well-known statistical. Yes. And we were all like, oh my God, we have the same birthday. Because you always think like, we have the same birth. That's so exciting. Like, that's so cool. And he's like, it's just really not, you know, just the chances are so great that y'all are going to have the same birthday. Anyway, it was, it was a cool class. The the professor was kind of a dick, but like that was the whole thing was just to disprove that none of this is real. And there's always a scientific explanation behind a paranormal thing. Anyway, I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. I like that. It's less science of the paranormal and more applying science to the paranormal. To the paranormal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure that they put it that way so kids would be like, yes, like their eyes light up. <laughs> they think they're, what are those like ghost detectors or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Like you thought you were getting assigned one of those yeah, day one. EMF. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing and, and, and it's like, no. We're, we're going to go gonna... on a class trip to the haunted house. <laughs> yes. We found one of those. There's like a, you know quote unquote haunted hotel in Oregon and when we were staying there we found one of those Mm. just laying around like in a common (laughs) space and then so my and my uncle was actually the one who found it and he took it to the front and they were like oh yeah we had ghost hunters last week they must have left it yeah (laughs) those things probably aren't cheap yeah no he got to keep it too dang because they're like we don't know what to do with it just (laughs) sometimes i wish that i had fewer ethics i know yes oh my gosh i don't know how much they paid person making fake electronics to fleece gullible Mm -hmm. people and I feel like you really could you could do it though. You're like, oh no, my gosh, yes, it's so a, convincing. Yes. If I Google just... EMF reader, I'm not I'm no. not doing it in incognito. Yeah, thermal well, scientific the... TM SEM detectors. <laughs> oh boy. The, I mean, the thing about this place too is that all all the former residents of the place they all did die there because it was like an old folks like place or whatever. But they have paintings of them and rooms dedicated to them. So a ghost hunter could go in and be like, George, I felt George in this part. Like, it's so, it's easy God. money. Uh, All right. I'm going to ghoststop.com. <laughs> Should we look at phantom, phasm lights? Ghost boxes, your browser ads. <laughs> EVP wrist recorders. E- oh, EMF. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Oh, they also have apps. Of course. Full spectrum POV cam, $179.95. Whoa. (gasps) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Guys, (laughs) a boo buddy interactive bear. It's a fucking stuffed animal. Was $359.95. Now yours for two ninety nine ninety five. What the heck for indoctrinating your kids? Is that this, what it's for? No, this protecting pair, your kids. Yes, it has course. a speech bubble that says "I talk, I interact." Oh it's like Teddy Ruxpin. What? It has but a backpack. I don't know what that means. Oh, I think amazing. it's sensitive to the presence of ghost. I think because it, <laughs> it's got little um, pictograms around it. One's like a temperature one. One's a hearing one. One's a heartbeat. One's a gauge of some sort. So you could detect. Oh, wait. Boo Buddy is wait. not a toy. Boo Buddy is an investigator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <Yep. laughs> Do ghosts have heartbeats? Wait, what? I don't yes. know. Yes. 
If anything changes EMF motion temperature, Boo Buddy will respond appropriately, letting us know that we may not be alone. <laughs> it will call the Ghostbusters for you. So what it's the pa- correct response there. It's, it's passive ghost detection is what it is. <laughs> Amazing. We are all your Boo Buddies here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll do all it, All right. Pred. Well, I know what I'm putting on my Christmas list. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Chrissy, do you want to go through your other two? Okay, so this was just like, I used to be almost like paralyzed by superstition when I was like really into sports. Like I had to wear the same thing. People couldn't talk about things like because of jinxes, of course. I like it was it was really bad. I I mean, like like, sports are such a like a ground for for superstition. Like look at all the dirty underwear and the beard stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never wore dirty underwear, but... (laughs) It did really hurt me in the fact that I would have to wear, this was when I would like was crazy about Seahawks. I would have to wear one blue and one green Converse and I had to. And when we went to Kansas city and it was literally nine degrees, I was wearing Converse Ooh. in these Ooh. specific socks and my feet, like they were numb. Like I could not, oh, yeah. like I probably was starting to, because they're uh, the it's cement. And so the the uh, heat just like you know it just sucks sucks the heat out of you. And so Jeremy actually gave me his socks oh, wow. <laughs> because oh, it was like so love. bad. It is. I know, but I do have a thing with numbers like the ticket. This I mean, and this is embarrassing, but like even when we went to Hamilton, the ticket, the seat number has to have a three, a seven, thirteen, or any denomination of those numbers. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and that also went with concerts. So I went to a lot of concerts when I was young, like shows and concerts. And the tickets all, you know, always had to be threes. Um, or you, I couldn't wear any, like you didn't wear the t-shirt of the band, obviously. Well, yeah, Duh. obviously. Just, yeah. Please. And yeah. I would not listen to the music of that musician or band that day, which made it really hard when you went to festivals and also, some people like to jam out to that music um, before, and it was, like, really hard. Well, what, to like, what were the consequences? Mm-hmm. Like, what happened if your ticket doesn't have the right... Like, what's going to happen? Well, it usually does. That's the thing that's good, is that <laughs> w- once I change it to denomination, um, then it was oh, you easier. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, and then I just look, like, I usually am the holder of the tickets, and so I just look, and I'm like, I have to be this. I won't sit in this seat, but any, even, oh, this is embarrassing. Even now, when I go to the movies and you can pick your seat, I have to be in, like, a three or a seven. Oh, I get done. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I did I miss this? What will happen if you don't? I still don't. You aren't? It's, it's a bad, like you have a bad concert or it's just, it's going to be a really bad show. It's a bad luck. <laughs> but I don't believe in luck, so oh, I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> it's now just a habit that yes. my brain can't stop. Yeah. That sounds almost a little OCD-ish. Yes. It's, yes. Uh-huh. I think I have a tad of it. Yeah. Yeah. I put on one sock, one shoe, one sock, one shoe. And if I do it differently, mm, then I get like annoyed. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I understand that. I know. Doesn't that that's the weird. other sh- foot feel bare? I don't know. I like to complete one side before I get to the other side. No, Hillary, I, I think you do have a touch of OCD. Oh, like I, the stories you've told. I 100% do. I mean, this is a revelation changes things. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> Seriously. 
weird. Yeah, I don't get that just because my shoes live downstairs and my socks live upstairs. Yeah, so yeah. that wouldn't yeah. work. Yeah, no. Do you just like carry your socks downstairs? No, my shoes. Are, I live in Texas. They, I, I, we wear our shoes all over the place. I, is, I oh. forbade shoe, indoor shoes at my house in Texas, and everybody was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but up here, everybody just takes them off when yeah, they come in the door, whether yeah, or not they say anything. Yes. Oh, I did that when I, mm. and, and that's not really even a thing in Detroit. Um, yeah. When I when I first came here, I would do that, and everybody'd be like, uh, "I don't have to." You know, totally. Uh, I mean, on this subject, but I find that ki- kids these days they all take their shoes off. Like, I'll come downstairs if we have if mm-hmm. the kids have friends over, and I'm like, "Whose shoes are these?" And I'm like, "Oh, they're you know Vera's shoes yeah. or whatever." Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's definitely I'm I'm the bad one. No, I totally have a little bit of OCD. Like, it, you know, I'll I'll check. And I'm not, I have not had a broken in house. Like I'm not somebody who's like had a lot of, you know, that kind of like victim situation. And I will check locks and like my stove a bunch of like three to seven times. It's either three times or seven times. (laughs) And I will, and if I shuffle cards, like if I'm playing cards, if I shuffle cards, it's either three times or seven times. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There's no in between. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so then it's gross. <laughs> no, it, mm. what, so what is funny is that, like Christy, like you were saying, I don't know what the consequences are. Otherwise, it's more of like it's satisfying mm. some tick in me because one of my pet mm. peeves, I love her dearly. My my college roommate um, was somewhat of a misanthrope though, and she always said I have the worst luck. And I'm like, I think that you are creating that though. Like I don't. I I hate when people say I have the worst luck because I'm like. You don't have the worst luck. First of all, you're like a white upper middle class lady. Like your luck is fine. Like you, you know, you're looking into everything every day. But I also feel like when you have that attitude of I have the worst luck, then it kind of not doesn't attract it, but just like you're going to fall into those kind of um, cases anyway. So I don't really believe in luck necessarily, but I definitely believe in <laughs> counting to three or seven. Christy, Christy, you and I are very similar. In yeah. <laughs> um, but Meredith, maybe can, Meredith, can you come over here? Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're, they're in the number thing. I wonder if, if that's, if it's not so much luck, but the way I feel about numbers, yes, like yes. I feel gross, like four <laughs> and like five, like I, like, I just don't want those numbers. Five is such a good, even, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with five? It's good <laughs> for counting, but I don't want to like have anything to do with it. Wow. <laughs> See, look, I it's know. the it's... beginning and end. We, Chrissy and I talk about our feelings about numbers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, seven is so difficult to work with. Why would you pick seven? I love it so much. So beautiful. (laughs) I remember memorizing the multiplication tables and like just knowing seven, the sevens off the bat. I was like, this feels good Mm -hmm. to me. I like this. (laughs) Yeah. But seven is three plus four and four. Mm -hmm. So the the four there doesn't creep you out? No, because it's going to be quickly added with a three. All right. It just is like a bright light. Like when I think yeah. of seven, it's yeah. like a bright light. Yes. It's weird. Yeah. I know, but yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Question of the week. What is one superstition you kind of believe or buy into? Or totally believe. Yeah. 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 You can totally or believe. don't no, really believe, but you still, still do. take it into do account. It anyway. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I, when I, I don't walk under, I don't walk under um, ladders. Well, that's just safety. Yes. And that is kind of more like a safety thing. Like, I feel like this is a bad idea. 
I clearly don't believe in the black cat thing. There's one right behind me. Oh, no, it's the devil. (laughs) Where's the salt? (laughs) He'll eat the salt. (laughs) Oh, you guys, I forgot. This is a total tangent, but I think it's worth mentioning. When Bear had pancreatitis, one of the things that we did is (laughs) Gregory had a Himalayan salt lamp when I moved in. And (laughs) he used it as like a night, like a very, very low um, Mm -hmm. level um, at night when he was sleeping. And I hated it from the get-go, and I can't sleep when there's light, so I hated it double. Um, but also, like, if a pet, like, sometimes, you know, it, cats and dogs will, like, lick them and then get poisoned, basically, from having too much salt. And, and we didn't know if, we didn't know what was, what the problem was. And so he, like, ceremoniously handed it to me and was like, you may throw this away. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to properly dispose of a Himalayan salt lamp like how you have to deconsecrate a church or something yeah we have to burn all the sage you can't just put it in the trash well that's what I did (laughs) I chucked it in there yeah gleefully oh god it's kind of a superstition right thinking that salt can like do anything Mm -hmm, other than make things salty or help your electrolyte balance yeah and like Mm -hmm. make you rich I guess in like 14 well salt does all sorts of things but it doesn't like give you good luck or make you healthier if no. you have a lamp it just tastes mm-hmm. delicious um okay moving on to tishi recommends i um about two weeks ago i had heard of this podcast because i listened to you're wrong about and i'd heard of this podcast maintenance phase and i was just like i don't know if i'm in the mood to listen to like diet stuff like it's kind of triggering and whatever mm-hmm. um i mainlined this podcast because i was at a podcast one day i was like oh, i'll give it a, i'll give it a try i adored it i loved it and um so maintenance phase is by um aubrey gordon and michael hobbs michael hobbs is also one of the co-hosts on you're wrong about and it's just about like kind of the wellness industrial complex um interesting it is so good and what I love about it is they're hilarious and but also it's not just like this is stupid I mean there's a lot of that like there's a lot of this is stupid but they come at Mm -hmm. it with like a warmth of like I don't know it just it it makes you kind of think about it and they they do a lot of research of like why this is dangerous or the history behind Weight Watchers or the history behind um, the BMI, which that one was fascinating. The history behind the BMI of like how it's totally bullshit and, or the obesity epidemic and all this stuff. And I, I found it super interesting and educational and also funny. And the, the, the hosts are wonderful. And it's a lot of, there was one that was like the, um, you know, wellness to QAnon, like, train like how that kind of happens um anyway i found it fascinating and i truly like mainlined i think there's probably maybe 50 episodes and maybe less than that but i i kind of like treated it like it was a book and 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 went down pretty easily so i i recommend it i thought it was wonderful and there's a really good new york times article about it from maybe about a month ago um called breaking down the wellness industrial complex an episode at a time the maintenance phase podcast interrogates the science behind health food trends fad diets and popular nutritional advice so it's wonderful and makes me think about stuff a lot I have already subscribed yeah that's um, yeah yeah y'all would like it christy the fact that uh, we don't, you know, believe in superstitions or coincidences here, but the most recent episode is about Rachel Hollis, and I know how you feel. Oh, her. yep. It's re- yes. That episode is really good because, again, that was one of the ones that I was like. I mean, I don't like Rachel Hollis 
in the least, but mm-hmm. they were like, not, they're not cruel. They're not just like, she sucks. You know, they kind of give her history of like how she came to this and, mm-hmm. but then also breaking her down pretty, pretty well. I love how they, like he did the tweet that took her down yeah. or like the TikTok video actually. And then said, and now we're going to go from the beginning. Yes. And I really liked yes. how they set that up. Yes. yes. And like, I love taking her down at any point. Yes. So, yes. And I love that it's a two-part episode. I know. So. When they got to the end of it, I was like, no, it's a two-part. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I have really, really enjoyed it. And the, um, the obesity epidemic one is really, really, really touching as wrong. I mean, so um, Aubrey Gordon is, I mean, she calls herself fat, but her, her, her Instagram handle is like your fat friend. And she's mm-hmm. like, I've been really nervous about this because I don't want people to tweet at me like, Oh, you're just trying to like find a reason why like it's okay to be fat yeah. or whatever. And it was just like, it was very, it was one of the only ones where she's gotten emotional on it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just as, you know, it's Christy. It's kind of like the stuff that you've talked about. It's like you go into the doctor for like, Oh, I have, my knee hurts or not even my knee, mm-hmm. like something that is completely I have a broken bone. Yes. And <laughs> yep. they're like, but also you're fat. So you need to diet deal with and that. exercise. Yeah. yeah. There was a TikTok video where the guy is like, I have a knife sticking out of, of my stomach and they're like diet and exercise. And he's like, yeah, but like, I need this knife out. Like I need, and he's, they're like, yeah, diet and exercise. Yeah. I'll probably lose a pound if you pull this knife out of me. Like that's exactly what it's like. Oh yeah. Yeah, no. so anyway, I, I, I thought she sounded familiar. I just bought her book. Oh, recently. yes, yes. So. She, ha- yeah, she has. She has an episode where she's sort of. It's right when it it comes out, and she talks about oh, her. I need ex- to read that book. She talks about her experiences, and some of them are just like, you know, it's just it's like it's bullshit. I mean, it's all bullshit, and just like what people have to. And I, it makes me sorry not to keep going on about it, but it makes she talks about how this is one of the last things that it's okay to yep. hate somebody about. Yep. Right. It's like you attribute these aspects of like laziness or like if you tried harder, mm-hmm. you know, it, you, you could, it's just because you're not trying hard enough. It's just because mm-hmm. you're not trying hard enough. Right. It's not, it's something you can change. It's not. Yeah, people something think that, it's like a personal failing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And well, and, and, and I don't think we even understand the uh, amount to which it pervades our culture. Cause oh. I was just having a random think, a while back, and I don't know why I was thinking about the Obama White House, maybe because I listened yeah. to some crooked media stuff, and you know, yeah. those guys were Obama guys, and they're all incredibly attractive. Mm-hmm. And I thought, mm-hmm. how many, when was the last time you saw somebody who was fat? I know. And like know. one of those really sort of uh, upper tier yeah. premier jobs. Yeah. Is it because mm-hmm. fat people are less smart or less creative? No. No. It's because they you you don't get the chance no and you don't get the chance to to not even from like you get interviewed and people are like oh we don't get the fat person but you don't get the chances even way down the rungs of the ladder to start making that journey right yeah yeah and like i i interrogated about myself about how i think about fat people or like dealing with my daughter I mean, whatever like and I'm not even be like and but she's not fat but like how I'm gonna talk to her about weight and how I'm gonna change the narrative about it about like I don't know it's so fucked up it's so fucked up in my brain even though I'm like aware of it it still is something that is just you know it's bubbling 
just below the surface of like how I feel about myself and how I feel about fat people in general. It just is, it's really, really illuminating for me to think about. So I recommend it. I kind of hope it's the next wave. Yeah. Yeah. After Mm -hmm. we start to make tiny steps on racism. Well, well, people are talking about it now. Yep. At least some acknowledgement that maybe it kind of exists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway, this, Next one is mine. Um, this show came on my radar because of actually one of our live, um, like tweet, what a live Facebook over the Emmys last year. Um, was it the Emmys or the Golden Globe? Either one. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. Right. Um, it was against all of the Good Place and the and Shit's Creek, and I'm like what is this show that is against all my favorites? And someone's like, (laughs) you have to watch this. And it is like, if I describe it, it is not for me at all. Um, It's about vampires and they're all from like really old timey vampires. Um, There's three of them. And then there's one who's a um, energy vampire. So he just looks like us, you know, a modern day person. But he sucks the energy out of people by just being super boring or trolling people on the internet. I, think I know people like that. It totally. It's so funny. But yeah, it's about and and it's filmed similar to like The Office, where it's a documentary. It's supposed to be we're having a reality show about vampires and they're living in this house. So it's like real world and office, and um, it is so funny. I highly recommend. I've heard it. that it's hilarious, and I but I yep. was kind of like you, Christy. Where I was like, this doesn't seem interesting. I don't to like. Me. Yeah, yeah, I don't like vampires, and it. But again, I am turning into a Taika Watiki super fan, directed and written by him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I, it never appealed to me in its original form when it was a movie because I think it was a more conventional horror kind of thing. But uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I don't do horror because I'm a weenie. Yes. Uh, but now that it's been rejiggered and reworked in this comedy, I would be yeah. interested to check it out. It's not horror at all. There's a couple things that are gross, but then also it's hilarious at the same time. Um, beanies in it, which was really funny. Um, yeah. Uh, highly recommend. Speaking of horror, I did read the Wikipedia page for Malignant because was, everybody was talking <laughs> about it. And I was like, well, I will not be watching this, but I will. And I, but this one was very complicated. I was like, wait, 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 what? Like, and I had to kind of read it a few times. I spent a fair amount of time reading this Wikipedia page. Malignant is just an unpleasant word in general. I'm sure I'm conflating the meaning of the word with the actual sound of the word, but I don't know what that sort of hard G sounds gross. Yeah. 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 You have cancer. Yep. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) get involved with the show at thisshowhaseverything.com or throwyourphone.com. I'm so excited to get some throw your phones on uh, your dubious superstitions. It's going to be great. Or we will post the question of the week on the Facebook group and we invite you to participate in that as well as posting anything else you think uh, might be relevant to us. Uh, the show Twitter is at Tishi Show, or you can email us Tishi at 10710.com. Possibly send a voice memo Please. in that email. We would love to hear your voices. Maybe if you want to like remix Hillary's spooky <laughs> Halloween <laughs> song. <laughs> Yes, you could please. do that. <laughs> Another key, please. <laughs> yep. Or you could 
fax Bobby your butt or your superstition at 617-354-8513. Thank you for joining us. And that was probably not everything about the things we kind of believe. Christina writing numbers like on a window, like, you know, like Goodwill hunting style. <laughs> Guys, if you have any experience dealing with this, you got to let me and Meredith know we're at a loss here. Maybe we need a psychiatrist. Nothing.